This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Today, it's a great podcast. Two great guys, two great guides, two great anglers, and two great friends. Brady Lawden of Visit Bemidji and Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley's Guide Service. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Well, we're just sitting here on a Friday in March, and I'm uh, making a bold prediction. <laughs> Anybody who wanted some early softwater fishing, I don't think they're going to get it. Oh, I no, don't think so. No, and Brady, it, it's not going to happen. You know, Kev, last year... Some of the smaller lakes in the Bemidji area, the ice was out by the end of March. Lake Bemidji last year went out on April 6th. You know, you have your little contest that ended in February. We had to make that prediction for Lake Bemidji. Uh-huh. This year, I I entered, I I picked May 6th. We'll okay. be lucky if it's out by then, I think. What do you think, Brady? Oh, my gosh. I am so ready for open water. It is <laughs> unbelievable. But, yeah, I think that's a pretty good uh, prediction. I think uh, I just cannot wait for open water. So excited. Uh, we're talking, by the way, with Dick Beardsley and Brady Lawden. They, uh, they, uh, Dick, of course, uh, Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Brady, who does some guiding? I will be doing guiding again this summer. Yes, yeah. very Brady much. Brady has helped me out immensely oh. last summer, and he's going to be even busier this summer if he <laughs> wants to be because um, I know my June is almost filled up, and and then um, of course we'll get Brady out there, and and Brady does a great job. Oh. All the feedback I got last year from people that 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 uh, he took out was nothing but 100% positive and uh you know he's got he's young he's got a lot of giddy up and go and uh mm-hmm. it's great to have him on board and helping uh, helping things out this uh, well, this open water Well day. I really appreciate it Dick I couldn't have a better mentor to be able to teach about all the different lakes I wouldn't be where I'm at today without his help so thanks so much Dick And of course Brady's also a big dog in the uh, in the uh, <laughs> tourism industry you got what, what was the award you won uh, emerging leader in the tourism industry we were uh, Josh and I went down for the Explore Minnesota Tourism Conference and actually Bemidji got two out of the six awards uh, Dean Beatty also won the customer service award. Oh, very nice. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a wonderful event, and it was cool to put Bemidji on the map. And uh, just very excited about the future of Bemidji and especially fishing. Okay. Got to love fishing. Yes. So will you take uh, guy, Will you take your guests out for ice fishing in June? <laughs> well, <laughs> the way it's going right now, I mean, we might. You know, there's about, about three feet of snow on the ice. And there's about three feet of ice below the snow. I mean, it's going to take a while for this to melt. And, you know, I, I think tonight it's supposed to get down to like 15 below again. And then it is supposed to start warming up a little bit. But, you know, when you get highs, maybe next week a couple of days around 40, it's still going to get below freezing at night. That takes a long time. But you know what? I've even noticed on days when... It's only in the single digits or in the teens above zero. But if that sun is out, 
you are you are getting some melt because that sun is pretty high up in the sky now. So, yeah. you know, I uh, I love ice fishing. I love the winter, but at this point, Kev, I am ready <laughs> for open water. In fact, I I got on open water a couple weeks ago. I went out to Chamberlain, South Dakota, oh, okay. uh, to the Missouri River, and uh, the, there wasn't a lot of open water, but the open water there was. It was fun. We just hammered the walleyes out there, and it was fun having a seven foot rod in my hand instead of a you know <laughs> yeah. a twenty seven inch rod. But Brady and I'll get back out there. We went out there last uh, last April, absolutely, out to the Bone Steel, South Dakota area, which is south about ninety miles from Chamberlain. We just had a ball. Oh, it was a trip of a lifetime, and yeah, I think we're going to be making it into an annual trip. And so, yeah, you should have saw the pictures, Kev. Uh, uh, Dick had stringers of walleyes, and I was very jealous when I was uh, enjoying my thirty negative 30 below weather <laughs> while Dick's catching walleyes on the open it water. Fine, so. Well, you know, uh, our friends down in Alec and, and Brainerd, they, their houses are off now. Right. We can keep ours on until the 21st, but sounds like Dick... The minute you can get yours off, they're going out. Oh, Kev. You know, you know, you know, I've always prided myself not owning a plow and just freewheeling to get out to my houses because they're away from all the, the community spots. Well, a few weeks ago, I got stuck one day six times. I had to dig myself out, and I thought, that's it. So I bought a plow, and now Brady and I, the challenge has just been getting out to get these roads open. And now this morning they were blowing back shut again, and Brady had yeah. to come and haul me out with his truck, you know, give me a tug to get out. And so uh, later today we're going to go out there and work on it again. And we've got Brady and I have four fish houses and one spear house out on Lake Bemidji. Brady, tell 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 the folks, the listeners, what's going on with them. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, we have Dick has one house right now that has about half a foot of water that is completely frozen inside of his ice castle, and so we have a huge challenge ahead of us where we are going to be having to basically rent a jackhammer, jacks as many uh, manpower as we can get to be able to get all these houses off. But it is going to be a challenge. And and and, and Kev, the rest of the houses. They don't have water inside of them, frozen water. Mm-hmm. But when you pull the covers off the holes, it's it's froze right up to the top. Mm. Now, if I if I had been able to get out there earlier with a you know with my truck and a plow and everything, and I would have seen that these this water level was coming up, I would have got them out of there sooner. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of work this year. But next winter, very prepared for next year. We are ready to go, <laughs> man. We got the plow. We'll. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, Kev. People are probably thinking, well, goofballs probably must not have put them up on blocks. No, we had them up on high blocks. And that's how much the weight of that snow has forced that water up. It's just, it's crazy. I've, n- I've never experienced a winter like this, and Dick said that he really hasn't either. And it, the amount of wind that we've received and then the, just the brutal cold temperatures, it's uh, we have to embrace it as true Minnesotans. You have to embrace the challenge of what this winter has brought, but it's been uh, it's been a very good learning experience for us this winter. And that's the thing, Kev. It's not only have we gotten quite a bit of snow, but we don't even need snow now. And it seems like I can't remember a windier winter here in Bemidji than this one and you know a few weeks ago even Bemidji we were in a blizzard warning which is rare with all the trees around here Mm -hmm. you know so you know I I get people asking me all the time gosh you must be so frustrated well it is a little frustrating but there's nothing you can do about it other than just have a smile on your face and go out there and try to 
do the best you can. And now our, our mission for Brady and I are to get these houses off, and um, we're going to get her done. Yeah, that's the plan. Well, you know what? As, as frustrating as it is here, uh, it's been worse when you go south. Really? Oh, I, be- I believe it. Um, they, you know, a lot of t- I think some spots they never were able to get the big houses on. Wow. Because wow. it took a long time to freeze. Right. And then they got too much snow. Yeah. And so it was just a, a mess. Yeah. And so I, I, that's the frustration I've been hearing a lot. Uh, and it's and like I say, the worst. It's worse when you go south. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say that the clients that Dick has taken out, when they have been able to get out, they've been catching some wonderful fish. Really big jumbo perch, eel pout. There's been some really nice walleyes caught. So if you can get out to those spots, it's been wonderful fishing. But it's just trying to get out to that house has been what's been so difficult this year. Yeah. So. And that's what I've heard everywhere. The only exception to that is. Lake of the Woods, of course. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's yeah. having problems getting out on Lake of the Woods, and they're catching a ton of fish yeah. like they always do on Lake of the Woods. And, but, and, go ahead. Oh, and speaking of that, uh, Joe Henry actually won Tourism Professional of the Year at the Explore Minnesota Tourism Conference, and he runs the Tourism Bureau for Lake of the Woods. So huge congrats to Joe Henry on that award. That was a big deal for him, and he's also been a mentor for me in the tourism industry. And so it was really cool to see Northwest Minnesota be represented at the conference. Yeah, so. when, you th- when you figure, Brady... Three of the six awards yeah. came from this neck of the woods. It's good. I don't think that's happened for quite a while, so that was pretty exciting for Bemidji. Very, so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Nothing against Joe, but, I mean, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is say, <laughs> come to Bidette. We have Lake of the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 900,000 acres on the Minnesota side. I feel like know? every other picture I see of that guy, he has a 30-inch walleye that he has. So. But, but saying that, I've had some friends and some guide clients, uh, summer guide clients that have gone up there this winter, and some of the days have been pretty tough. And, and some days they've caught a lot of fish, but a lot of short fish, a lot of small ones. And that's what we were finding out here on Lake Bemidji this year, kind of like last year. We were catching some nice ones, but a lot of smaller fish, those 8, 10 inchers, which, of course, you put back. But it bodes good, I said this last year, for the future down the road for like Lake Bemidji, that, um, that these year classes that we have coming up should bode pretty good. And I think because of the limited accessibility, even on Lake Bemidji, there weren't near the roads. There was the big one on the north end, the big one on the south end, but anything in between was very limited. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there wasn't near the amount of fish probably caught and taken out of the lake. So we should, that should bode for a pretty good... Bode very well for the summer. This, you know, I cannot wait for spring. <laughs> oh, cannot... oh, Brady's really yeah. like hopping. Yeah. I've had I... my little share of yeah. open water already. But uh, but I am too. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to mm-hmm. to. Uh, but it's going to be a while, Cal. So you know if if, and I think a good chunk of people are getting their houses off now. I do. yeah. Oh yeah. That's the deal. But okay. So say we uh, get some decent days and we want to wander out onto the onto the ice. Uh, obviously, we can't fish for uh, walleyes right now. What's biting? Well, the perch. You mm-hmm. know, the perch bite is going still. I mean, if if. If I was out fishing at my, where my houses are, I still got them out on some deep pumps out there. And I guarantee you, uh, and they're on muddy spots out there. We got the bugs starting to hatch now out there and everything. And you'd be catching some fish. And it's also usually, as you get into March, a great time for the tulabies really yes. start going. You know, tulabies are an underrated fish, I believe. Like once you hook up into a tulabie, that's a blast. Being able to see that mark high suspended on your yeah. graph and being able to catch those, they put up a great fight. And then you can smoke them as well. Absolutely. And, yeah. Really good fight. And then, of course, this is the time of year the eel pout are getting ready to spawn. They spawn, you know, below the ice. 
and um, they're fun to catch, and they're great eating, and they've actually become a game fish now. They mm-hmm. are declared a game fish now in the state of in the state of Minnesota. There's still no like limits or anything like that on them, but hopefully that'll be something to come. But I know there's some guys trying to get out and do some eel pout fishing, and that seems to go better at night than it does you know during the day but um yeah we caught a few this winter out on lake bemidji and, oh yeah you had uh, uh clients from texas is that where yes. they were from and yeah that was an awesome video that you had of you catching an eel pout so they were so excited <laughs> they, they they didn't even ice fish they just wanted to come out and drive with me out onto the ice and that's when i could still get out to the houses and so i had like six gals from kansas city i got them out on the ice Showed him what ice fishing was about. Caught some perch and then caught a big, a big eel pout out there. And, and what? And what, and what do you say about eel pout? It's only a fish that a mother could love. Oh well, yeah, say you know, the they're, they're not the prettiest looking fish in the world, <laughs> but um, but this was a big one, and and they they just got a kick out of it. You know, seeing this almost looks like a prehistoric fish, and yeah. and that, that was a lo- that was a lot of fun. I talked to uh, Nate from the uh, DNR Fisheries in uh, uh, Detroit Lakes, yeah, the old stomping grounds. And because uh, he's kind of the, I guess he's kind of the eel pout guy. And yeah, that's the next stage now. We've got it as an official game fish. By next year, they expect there will be a limit. And so they're doing Good. doing Fantastic. the surveys and the types of things with the anglers to determine what that limit should be, oh. and so all that stuff is helping. That's, That's good great. because I think more and more people are starting to pursue them. And I remember it wasn't that long ago. Somebody I, I never d- would do this to any fish, but somebody would catch an eel pout, just throw it out on the ice, yep. you know, let the eagles or whatever eat it, you know, and. Um, so that's good. I, I, you know, it's they're a fun fish to catch. They're wonderful to eat, and you know, it's like any resource. You know, we don't have an unlimited supply of them. So I think it's good that, and as far as with more people pursuing them, that we do put some kind of limits on them and uh, to keep the, the good eel pout fishing to come. Yeah, it's a very unique fish. The patterns, the leopard print almost right. on these yeah. fish. It's a, it's a really unique fish. I think it's a. It's a cool fish to be able to go after. Well, and they're kind of like a snowflake. Every one is a little bit different. You yeah. know, like a walleye, you look at a walleye and they'll kind of pretty much look the same. But with an eel pout, you never know the pattern you're going to get color-wise on them. So it is fun. It's it's a neat deal. It's the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Beardsley and Brady on the show today. we got a lot more to cover, including a Fast Five coming up. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Find shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Kev Jackson. My guests, Brady and Beardsley. 
Dick Beardsley of Dick Beardsley's Guide Service, and Brady Lawton to visit Bemidji. Actually, Brady's been guiding for Dick the last couple of years and making quite a name for himself out on the water. You know, Brady, you've uh, lived in the world of, uh, of uh, social media your, pretty much your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. Dick and I recall <laughs> the days before that. We call it the Paleozoic era. Okay. Um, <laughs> there we go. There you go. But um, one of the things that I think has really, really changed fishing, Dick, is this social media in the sense that you would have never heard anything about eel pout. No. But somebody started doing YouTube videos on it and, and, and talking Absolutely. about it and Facebook posts on it. And all of a sudden, people everywhere are fishing eel pout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tulipy is another one that's just popped up in the Same last thing. couple of years, yeah. people talking about Tulipy. All I ever knew Tulipy was it was forage. Uh, you know, forage. That's right. all I knew For the it is. Bigger game fish. Right. Yeah. And yeah. now, you know, now people are talking about it because Absolutely. social media. And the advancement in technology to be able to see these fish in different parts of the water column, it's been a game changer. And the fact that social media and you can hear where these spots are people are catching fish, the knowledge that's out there is incredible that wasn't maybe there before. And yeah, it definitely has changed the game a little bit. And again, I'm old fashioned. You know, social media is good and bad. Yes. I mean, it can be. It it can be bad too because there's you virtually have no place that's a secret anymore. Right. All it takes is one person to post something on social media, and boy, it's like drawing flies to honey out there. But you do. There are so many things. I mean, I'm I'm not a a real good handyman, but because of social media and YouTube and stuff, if I'm fixing something in the house and I'm not sure how to do it, I just go to YouTube, and it's pretty. <laughs> Self-explanatory. So I, I I do like a lot of the aspects of social media, and um, and but sometimes I we get a little overloaded on it. I think you know. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes it's good to get away and just be in the calmness of the lake and not have to worry about anything with social media. But we gotta love it at too. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that you know I think it's been a huge factor. <clears throat> excuse me. In the uh, revolution of bass fishing. And I think um, because bass fishing started to catch on, because people could watch, you know, the Bassmaster tournaments much more than they used to in the right. past, and and they could see the fights and they could hear about it, and people started doing it, and now we've got high school fishing teams and college it's fishing incredible. teams, and yeah. and it's uh, bass. The growth of bass fishing in the last five years is another, I think, social media it's, phenomenon. It Absolutely, it, you know, Kim. In fact, speaking of that. I'm fortunate to be on this Minnesota DNR Bass Advisory Board, and we just had our first in-person meeting in almost two years because of the pandemic and everything. And um, I'm a, I'm the only guide that's part of this. A lot of the people on this advisory board are tournament anglers and stuff like that. And um, but the the growth of bass fishing in Minnesota, especially, you know, it's always been for the last probably 15 years. You know, in in southern, central, southern Minnesota, a big deal. But now, even up north here, bass fishing and the bass fishing we have here, both largemouth and bigger and, and more populations of smallmouth bass, it's just gone off the charts, hasn't it, Brady? It really has. It just gets me excited just talking about it because, I mean, the largemouth bass fishing is just incredible in this area, and there's so many hidden gems up here that people are not always targeting these fish and the smallmouth fishing, um, being able to have a topwater strike from some of these bass. And, uh, I mean, Dick has days. I mean, what, how many bass are you catching in a day sometimes? <laughs> You're catching, like, over 50 bass oh, with some yeah. of your clients. I mean, it's incredible. And we do all catch release on them. Yeah. take photos and stuff, but... You know, and I've said this many times, Kevin, when I've been on with you, I always ask people what they want to fish for. And if they just, if they go, oh, we just want the rod to bend, I almost always take them bass fishing because you, 
there's so many little hidden gems within a, a spit of Bemidji almost, these little lakes that a lot of people just drive right by but are loaded with bass and, and some big ones in there. And, and it's just, I don't know. Anybody, to me, and I love walleye fishing, I love any kind of fishing, but, boy, if I have that rod bended, I don't care what's bended. It could be a carp, and I'd be happy catching it, you know? So. Yeah. Well, and you guys got out on the water together, didn't mm-hmm. you, this yep. uh, summer, so that you yeah, guys had Kevin a good and time. Yeah, and his grandson. That's yeah. Gonna, that's yeah. going to happen again. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, I think, I mean, it's 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 different things, right? I mean, there's times you say, I want to catch myself a meal. Right. Well, then mm-hmm. you, you look for some big perch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you go catch a walleye. And, walleye. And there's, or... there's some pride to be taken if you if you figure out the way to make Mr. Finicky walleye bite, right? Absolutely. That's one thing about the walleyes. You know, you can be on them one day. And I've always said that about, uh, to myself about all fish, but especially walleyes. Don't ever think you got these things figured out <laughs> because I've been on them one day on a on a lake and hammered them and nothing's changed. And the next day it's like pulling yeah. teeth, yeah. you know, so you, you just can never get overconfident with any of the fish, but especially the walleye. Because, man, the, th- the minute you think you got them figured out, they'll throw you a curveball. Yeah. But that's what part of the challenge for me as a guide is is trying to figure them out so other people in the boat can can catch a few of them you know yeah. so uh it's it's all good it's all fun it's all part of what we do yeah and there's nothing better than watching a kid catch a huge largemouth bass or a really nice walleye and seeing that excitement of the youth and being able to be in the boat um, i've been able to experience that a lot with dick in the last few years and it's just it's so exciting to be a part of people catching these just beautiful fish that bemidji has to offer it's just a really really cool experience yeah, it really is so Brady, you were. Uh, let's talk just tourism in general, since you were at a recent uh, yeah, absolutely uh, deal. Uh, one of the things that I and, and I know Dick experienced it. I know a lot of people on Leech Lake experienced it, and and up to Rainy um, with the pandemic and the inability to get into Canada, there was a lot more people fishing in our lakes. Um, are we seeing now that Canada's open? Are people then now going back to Canada, or are they uh, are they staying in Minnesota well, now? I'll tell you, uh, Kev. People have had such a good time fishing in Bemidji that they want to come back. Okay. And we're getting a lot of repeat customers that are wanting to come back. Iowa, South Dakota, Wisconsin. We have people coming from Texas. Um, they have such a good time and they have, they identify with that personal relationship that they had with their guide or just having their experience in Bemidji and they want to come back. And that's really exciting. I love to go to Canada. I would be lying to you if I didn't say that I love to go up to Canada, but we have something special here in Bemidji and it's that really individualized experience experience of being able to be up north and kind of be the only boat on the lake that's hard to get sometimes i mean in canada if you're going up to a resort and so um yeah there's been a lot of people that i think that will be coming back that got to experience bemidji that they would have never had before because of covid and so there are positives there i ran into that too kev well when the pandemic first hit that first summer i had some folks from i think omaha and they usually go to Canada, but of course they couldn't. So they decided to come to Bemidji and we had a real good experience. And they said, the heck with Canada. We're coming back to Bemidji every summer. <laughs> so that's a good thing. You know, I mean, I mean, nobody wanted this pandemic to happen and it hurt a lot of businesses. It hurt mine. It hurt Brady's. Um, but there are some good things that came from it also. And it maybe, it maybe made people that maybe wouldn't have come to the Bemidji area decide to come here and they fell in love with the town, the community, the people the natural resources that we have and and that's a good thing right? yeah i think that like um so 
for you, us, we found that sweet spot. I think the the vast, and I've said this many times to DNR people and to anybody who will listen, I think the vast majority of Minnesota anglers are really smart, really conscientious, and really understand what they need to do. And I think we found that sweet spot of, of catching the fish to eat and, and then doing catch and release. We found that right. But for people who get that one week or that two weeks, the one thing they get in Minnesota, they get to take more fish home. Right. Yeah. That's a big plus. They probably didn't, you know, they went up Canada Absolutely. and come back. And they said, I get to take this many home? Yeah. Right. Nice. No, ex- and, exactly. And specifically, those jumbo perch, man, they taste good. Mm-hmm. And we've had, I have uh, some guide clients that Dick referred to me from Iowa that uh, we went and caught some jumbo perch and they brought a bunch of those jumbo perch back and they had, a, they sent me pictures of their fish fry and they couldn't, they were, they were tickled pink. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we, we are fortunate that way and. Um, it's, uh, it's just, people have found that we are a true gem here and what we have to offer and the different species that they can fish for here in the Bemidji area, you know, whether it be, you know, perch or crappies, bluegills, or, you know, we're noted this whole area for musky fishing, you know, and giants, there's big ones right out here, right out back behind the radio station on Lake yeah. Bemidji, there's big ones just to ourselves, Lake Plantagenet, you got Cass and Winnie not too far away and, and that whole Cass Lake chain, I mean, it's uh, we're sitting in a gosh dang good area if you want to get out and enjoy the great outdoors and, and fishing. Yeah, and there's some wonderful muskie guides in the area as well. Oh, yeah. There's Jacob Felt and there's Kevin Cochran. I mean, there's a lot of really good muskie guides in this area that are um, just uh, John Holmgrim. There's uh, just a lot of wonderful guides in the area that are just dialed in on being able to get those monster fish, which is really exciting, too. Because so. I'm not dialed in on them. <laughs> people call me for a muskie trip. I got, I go, I, I refer them to one of the people that Brady just mentioned because I, I go, I know where the muskies should be. These guys know where they're at, and there's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, so you're going to get the jackhammers out there, you're going to get the ice houses yep. off, and then you're going to wait for the uh, ice to melt. Yeah. You I, bet. And a trip or two out to South Dakota, I, I would imagine, this spring before our lakes start to open up. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. And I'm sure we'll have some very good stories for you about that jackhammer and being able to take care of those ice houses. <laughs> yeah. so. we'll, we'll let you know next time we talk, Kel. Okay. i got to ask you a question, though, speaking of soft water. You've got a tiller boat. Yes. That's, it's fairly rare now. It is. Even, it's getting to be even rarer around here. Yeah. So what do you like about that? Why, why the do you openness. Go? Okay. And, and especially with guide clients, you know, you, there's nothing in your way, no, no steering column, no windshield or anything like that. So you've got just a lot more room. Now, uh, there's days when, especially like early in the season or late in the fall when you're out there, and it's cold and it's windy, and it would be nice to be able to duck in behind a windshield. And but the clients, at least they can turn their back. I got to take it right in the face. But I just love the openness of it. Okay. I, I I always have, and I I just hope the boat companies. I hope there's just enough demand that they keep making these tiller boats. You know, but mm-hmm. I think there will be. I mean, they're they're still kind of uh, especially the smaller boats. You know. Are uh, are almost all tillers, but yeah, I uh, I've always loved them. There's something really nice about being able to have boat control from the back of the boat and being low to the water. There's something different about a front council boat versus that back tiller and the control. Um, I also have a back tiller, and uh, it's just really nice to be able to be at that back and be able to control from that area. And you know, 
Kev, I don't, you know, my boat's a 19 footer. I can, my, the biggest motor I can put on there is a 90. I can't put a three or 400 horse like I see on some of the boats out, fishing boats out on the area lakes. So, I, you know, if I'm on the south end of Lake Bemidji, somebody is going to beat me to a spot on the north end. But so what? You know, so yeah. they get their five minutes in front of me. You know, my, my rig costs probably $50,000 less than a rig, <laughs> a rig like that. And I fish so many small lakes back in the woods that I can get into some of these accesses where some of the folks with these bigger, larger boats can't get into them. And so there's a, an advantage there. But, yeah, I love my tiller. I'm old school, though, Kev. You know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, you mentioned South Dakota, obviously, and, and Paul Bunyan country. So besides Paul Bunyan country, where, Dick, is the best place you've ever fished? Where's the best place I've ever fished? What a great well, question. That's a great question. It's got to be um, two falls ago, out on the Missouri River, out near this little town of Bonesville, South Dakota, which I've been going out there for 40-some years. Uh, it was I was out there all by myself. I I did a little guiding late fall out there with some local folks. And then one day, the last day I was there, I sat on one spot, Kev, I'm not making this up. It was November 4th. It was 65 degrees, no wind, sun was shining. I sat on one spot from 2.30 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I caught over 100 walleyes. And I'm not talking, I mean, they're all 18 to 22 inches. And when I left, they were still going. But I thought I better get back before it gets dark, you know. But that was probably, I mean, to have a day like that probably never happen again. But for me, that was probably the best. Okay. Yeah, he he I has had. the pictures to prove it as well because I was asking him about that and yeah, what an incredible experience. It's going to be hard to replicate that oh, for yeah, your, the rest of your be. life probably. But what about you, Brady. Yeah, so I would say um, I love to go up to Lac Sewell and to go up to, into Canada and to be able to catch um, lake trout. Um, lake trout uh, vertically jigging in like eighty to a hundred feet of water. Um, there's that's some of the most exciting fishing that I've experienced, and then being able to catch um, smallies on these topwater uh, whopper ploppers with my dad. Um, that really, um, there was a day that we ended up catching over a hundred smallies in a day, and that was just unreal. And then to be able to catch those smallies, go catch a meal of walleyes, and then be able to catch those Lakers, um, it's going to be hard to top that. But um, I think that there's going to be some experiences coming up that might be able to uh, top it, and we'll just see where that takes. And so, yeah, I'm very excited. Are you guys ready for the Fast Five? Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you know what the Fast Five is? I, no idea. We're going to ask you five questions. Five quick questions. Let's you go. Give me a quick answer. Okay. okay. So, now wait, now, are you asking both of us? or? I'll eat, yeah, each one of you will answer this, the, the, the same question. Okay. 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 So. I like it. All right. Fast five. Did I start up? So, first question. I think I know the answer, but favorite fish to catch? Dick. Bass. Brady. Walleye. Uh, favorite fish to eat? Dick. Perch. Perch. Uh, favorite pizza topping? Uh, uh, chicken Alfredo, bacon, bacon, <laughs> and cheese, extra cheese. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs, dogs. Okay. And final question: favorite movie of all time? Oh, easy. Um, Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. Big Fish, check it out. It's a very old movie. It's called Big Fish. It's wonderful. All right. 
Dick Beardsley, Brady Loudon, thanks for stopping by. If people want to go fishing with you guys this summer, how do they get lined up? Yep, you can give me a call at Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service at 218-556-7172. You can check out my website at dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com. Fantastic. And you can reach out to me as well, which is uh, my cell number is going to be 218-280-2941. And I believe that I might end up having a bio on Dick's website. I might end up also creating a website as well. So, but yeah, we're very yeah, excited. You can for contact me too, and I'll get you hooked up with Brady. Not a problem. Let's just get some water. Yeah. yeah. Soft, water. soft water. That sounds good to me. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kev. You've been listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Northwest Technical College and Bemidji State University. You can catch the radio show Saturdays on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 in Bemidji, B93.3 in Brainerd, and Kick FM in Alexandria. And of course, multiple times a week, we'll have great stuff for you right here on the podcast. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast has also been sponsored by Visit Bemidji.